You disappeared. Um, okay, there you are. <laughs> I was okay. like, okay. All right, we're good. Let me hit start here. Skype would like to record this computer. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. Welcome to episode two of the M Squared podcast, the podcast where we discuss running your own business, sports, pop culture, and pretty much anything else comes to mind. I'm Mike Loveday, and I'm here with Matt Noonan. Um, this week, we got, a, we got a couple uh, fun topics <laughs> that we want to discuss, but first, Matt, How's it going, man? You know, it's good. It's good. It's good to be back with you. This is episode two, as we we as you uh, alluded to. Uh, it's great to hear we're 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 now on not just on the World Wide Web. We're now actually on the podcast. I mean, that what's that's the equivalent of like AOL back in the day, right? When everyone had like a screen name and instant <laughs> messaging, and now it's like everyone's got a podcast. But doing well. It's exciting to be back, and you know, we've got. I agree. We we have. Two interesting topics to get to, so I'll let you just, you know, t- I'm going to tee you up like that, and let's get right on into it. Yeah, well, first, um, well, let, let's start off with, with football. I mean, last week we kind of talked about the re- the return of sports, but, you know, we're recording this here on uh, Thursday, June 18th, and I guess the, the big news of the day has been um, Dr. Anthony Fauci kind of came out and, you know, kind of was more or less like he, he doesn't see a way in which uh, football gets played. So, man, why don't you just kind of fill us in the details and, and give us your thoughts? Sure. So, you know, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who has been really the the gentleman been up front, he's the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. He's been the individual that has been kind of the, the calm voice throughout this entire coronavirus pandemic. And as you just alluded to, he came out earlier today. There's been some a lot of pushback, unfortunately, over it about thinking that unless players are really in a bubble. And he was saying this, by the way, to uh, CNN chief medical correspondent, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, uh, who's been on CNN a lot, also has a podcast himself that basically was saying, unless these players are in a bubble and they're tested nearly every day, it would be very, it would be, it would be very hard to see how football is uh, able to be uh, played this fall. And that was a quote uh, that obviously I'm reading through from Yahoo Sports. It was also the quote that you can read from the CNN website too. So I, you know, there's been a lot made of Dr. Fauci where we know he's a sports fan. I remember reading, I want to say it was a New York Times article, Mike, a couple of weeks back. I think it was either late April or early May. And he was really just talking about how much he's a big sports fan. He wants sports to come back. He grew up in Brooklyn. So I think he, but now he's a Nationals fan. So he loves obviously going to the Nats games. Yeah. And, but, you know, sticking with football. You know, from my end, just because of the you know Newtown sports being you know a hyper local New England sports uh, site, more on the small colleges and the high schools, the thought about football is really concerning to me because I think the college world is still a little bit uncertain. I think we're going to learn more in the coming weeks. As I was texting with a friend last night, but we were saying off air, which I want to just bring up too, which is, and I, I think I agree with this has been said before. I do see the NFL going. I don't yeah. see the NFL with fans right away. Maybe there's like, you know, I know the Miami Dolphins, Stephen Ross owner came out a couple of months ago with the whole 15% and the whole social distancing and staggered, you know, how you know, uh, fans come in and leave and so forth as well. The NFL is a multi-built business. And yeah. I just actually was I just finished the book, The League, which basically highlights the beginning of how the NFL got started. And, and so many there's, you know, so many. I mean, it was an entrepreneurial basically startup back in the 1920s. George Hallis obviously was one of the key figures. And from my end, the NFL has grown so exponentially since its start where no one really cared because, as we both know, college football, baseball, boxing, like those were the sports back in the 20th century. So 
the NFL, because of its media rights with like NBC and Fox, CBS, ESPN, it's hard for me to fathom there will be no NFL. But yeah. I do think the college world is again, we don't want to get into it. There, you know, that's 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 a podcast for another day. But there's a lot of hoops that the colleges are going to have to hop through. And I just want to mention one thing. You know, last night, Liz and I are, are I'm reading the Globe online and I read the story about MIT. Now, I worked at MIT from the 2014-15 school year. Got a lot of great memories. But MIT is probably one of the few schools. Now, there's, there's, there are probably schools like it across the country that can isolate, do contact tracing. It sounds like they might even set up an app where students can be able to, you know, have to be asked questions about their general health. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's testing that's going to be done. They're going to have less students on campus. And one of the other things, too, that also is going to throw the wrinkle into the whole college football equation is a lot of students having to go home by Thanksgiving, starting early like Notre Dame is and Syracuse, I believe, too. Wrapping up right around Thanksgiving, Springfield College, I saw this too, they're Division Three. they're planning to open the doors August 31st, shut it down by Thanksgiving, and then everyone finishes the fall semester online. So I think I would say Dr. Fauci has got a lot of great insight. I'm not one of those folks that's going to throw his hands up in the air and say, you know, <laughs> I can't believe he's saying this, you know, how dare yeah. you take away my football? But at the end of the day, I think I'm personally a little bit fearful We've already heard about these, you know, the reports, especially earlier this week with members of the Houston Texans and the Dallas Cowboys uh, testing positive. And yeah. I know Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott was not happy that his the, his report, uh, his test report got out. So, I mean, it's inevitable. It's unfortunate that football will will do. I, I see more likelihood of the NFL because also the other thing, too, about the NFL, Mike, remember, right? We learned about this when they uh, dropped the schedule back in May. There is points in the nfl schedule where if they can't if they at least get the first weekend right yeah which is literally right around labor day weekend those next three weeks can be canned because those i believe are like not like the nfc playing afc teams or the nfc playing teams that they don't need to play so yeah hypothetically conference right and i know that the division three i think division two i probably would follow suit but i know division three was talking about uh, getting, you know, only limited number of games, but the college world is really tough to me. Um, and I, I just find it hard for people to say, I know I'm giving you a long winded answer. I just find it hard from a guy that does cup follow and cover college football to see that being played. It, it yeah. will be played in certain parts of the country. There'll be folks that are just going to defy it and say this, this is not this, this virus is a hoax, unfortunately, which we know it's not right. And then there are people up here, probably in the Northeast and probably where you are, where you're also, let's be fair here. You're in big 10 country. Yeah. Obviously, I know that you're outside of Chicago, or near. You're obviously in the you know the city area, but you've got Northwestern, you've got Michigan, Michigan State, and you also got a, a school by the name of Rutgers in uh, New Jersey. And so it's hard for me to fathom that college football goes off without a hitch. And yeah, I, that's that's my take. So go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I would kind of uh, I'll give you the short answer for NFL. I think the NFL will find a way to play. Um, when they, they make enough money, they will figure out a way. Like it, you know. Disney might make a uh, buttload more money because they have football fields down there. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers practice down there. If they, I mean, if they got to have the NHL, NBA, and NFL team, you know, all the, WNBA, all the leagues, it sounds like they, if they got to have all the leagues down at Disney, like I'm sure uh, Disney, like they probably have enough resorts that are probably mostly empty or hotels that are mostly empty that they can basically put like, all right, you know. Pop Century is for the NBA and its family. You know, Art of Animation is for the NFL and their <laughs> family. Like they can put them all on. Ho- those hotels are big enough, and they can, yeah. they can do it. 
Um, you know, so it's like I think you know the short answer is like I think the NFL will figure out some way to to play. I agree. Um, I do agree. It'll probably have to be in a bubble because you can't have these guys, you know, banging against each other on a on a Sunday and then going to you know the local bar on Monday or going to a restaurant well, or something well, like that. Hold on, wait, kind you, of thing. Unless Bob Iger builds in bars to these locations, I mean Bob Bob's going to get a big <laughs> check out of this, right? I presume. Yeah, uh, I'm sure, pretty sure he's getting a huge check one way or the other. <laughs> um, on a side note, her NBA players will get to like preview like Black Widow and maybe the Eternals early. So I'm like, can I can I get on? <laughs> Is it too late for me to come part part of the uh it's too that's that's the place to be, but continue. Yeah. Um, but you know, for the, the college football thing, like I find it uh, much trickier, kinda like you, because I just thought about it the other day. Actually, I think I was thinking about it today. It was like, how are you going to have fifty five to seventy um, you know, probably closer to like a hundred players. Cause when you think of all the people that it takes on a sideline, not just, you know, the players themselves, but coaches, medical, uh, personnel, you know, the guys placing the flags, the referees and all those yeah. people, like, how do you keep all those people, um, quarantined on during the weekend? I'm thinking like, you know, strictly to the players perspective, I'm like, how are you going to have like 55 to 70 players on a college football team and then have them go to class the next day? Or, you know, two days later, it's like after they've been, you know, among those group of people, it's like that would be a logistical nightmare to maintain. So I'm like, well, really, the only way you could do it is basically like, all right, the players have to live in the football stadium like and they can't yeah. leave like they they're on campus, but they have to take their classes online because they can't mix with the rest of the, the student body. And I'm like. That becomes really tricky because, I mean, that's not probably, you know, a sane way to go about living your co college career. I'm True. like, the other option is like everybody else is online, but football players are um, on, on campus. So at least they can roam about campus, but then they'll still be taking their classes online because you probably wouldn't have faculty um, on campus at that point. And, you know, I mean, in referees and medical personnel like you know are you going to have the referees sequestered at well, that's you know, the, that's the MIT I have like for an entire week and that's the same right. group refs the same game like and they have to stay there like it's like you, college you, can't, you can't do that you can't, I mean I, yeah. I can speak I mean I speak as a referee and you know that I ref obviously a couple sports I, you can't I mean the question you're, I you're have, have to from live at Boston University for the next six months Matt <laughs> yeah yeah my, my wife and pa, puppy, but no, I, I don't want to do that because I, the thing that I would say is that's, I mean, there's, there's so many hurdles. There's so many yeah. hurdles. Now, you know, there's, I do PA announcing for some of these games and you know, I, here's my problem, right? How, how am I allowed on campus? How am I allowed, whether I'm a referee or a PA announcer or hypothetically a media member being there to, to do some sort of story? How, so I've got to leave family to go you know, live in a dorm room and yeah. have meals split under the door or knock on the door. I, it's, I, here's what's going to happen. The Ivy League will probably be one of the first shoes to drop. I, I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah. I think the Ivy League, just like what happened in March after the Rudy Gobert, they're going to be one of the first ones. Then the next shoe to drop will be the Pac-12 because they've already got the California state system, which is predominantly 90% of that's going to be online. Now we know there really, there's a couple of like San Diego State falls in that category, and also the by the way, the Pac-12 is you know got states that have been ravaged by the coronavirus and are currently yeah. having up right now. I mean UCLA, yeah. LA is a hotbed right now, so don't tell yeah. me that Chip Kelly and company are on the field in a couple of weeks getting ready for a full 12 game season. I just don't yeah. see that, and even Washington too. The Big Ten, I know obviously you're neck of the woods. I mean if I'm a betting man, right? 
I think this is what's going to happen. The SEC is going to play hell or high water. I think the Big 12 will just play whatever, even though those states, obviously, including Texas, are seeing upticks. I think the Big 10 is going to be half maybe play, half don't. I know the governor of Ohio has been very outspoken when it comes to that. And then, you know, also whether it comes to schools or high school, which is another story for another day. I think the ACC could be interesting. How do you put kids from Boston College, you know, 70, 80s, and maybe even some coaches on a plan to go down and play them in Clemson? So the college football season is going to look a hell hell of a lot different, unfortunately, than it's done before. And I just want to also throw in one other wrinkle because we both know this from a sport that is huge when it comes to recruiting, uh, which is lacrosse. The recruiting circle is going to be out of control because of students that are taking maybe senior year of high school off. Hypothetically, if their high schools are online and then you think about the prep school kids, think about the kids who might be seniors in college who might say, I'm not losing my senior year. I'm going to go work somewhere or quote unquote, take some classes online and then come back next fall and finish it out. So what we can, I'll tell you what, I mean, next, uh, in two weeks from now, right after the 4th of July, we're going to have plenty of, uh, plenty of information to go around. We can spend a podcast breaking down the future of college football or what it's going to look like from our angle. But I think we got another topic here, Mike, that we can get to that was both something that uh, we're, we're just as passionate about um, maybe a little more than the state of college football (laughs) during the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, um, you know, and it's probably no secret if you guys have listened to the first couple podcasts we've had, but, you know, obviously Matt and I are both, you know, independent content creators. Um, you know, I do, I work a, a full-time job, so my kind of uh, content creation end is, you know, more of a, a passion project, but, you know, Matt with Noontime Sports, me with LaxRecords.com. Um, and then over the last couple weeks, and, you know, some of this, I think, has been just brought on. Um, somewhat by the pandemic, um, is just kind of like several of the podcasts that I listen to have done different things to try and kind of offset the loss of advertising revenue. Uh, a lot of the podcasts I listen to, like they make money um, by selling ads during the podcast. But, you know, one of the ones that I listen to, it's uh, Upgrade. It's on the Relay.fm network. They just recently, they were for $5 a month. You get like basically an ad-free version of their podcast. You get kind of like a bonus topic at the end of the podcast. You, like, I think it said to get the, the ad free, but then you also kind of get some other member benefits with like being part of their discord server, which is basically a big chat room. And then a couple other things here and there. Um, and then another one I listened to, like they started a membership program for the first time, like for $8 a month, kind of similar. You get an ad free version of the show. And then it kind of got me thinking like, you know, I support several creators on patreon like that's probably the biggest platform that people would probably recognize um as far as like where you would go and support you know various kind of things like i support um you know he's an alum of uh the college that i work for like he's a comic book artist like he started his own patreon kind of when this whole thing went down and then you know there's a couple other people that i support and it just kind of got me thinking i was like well you know I kind of do the same thing like on laxrecords.com like I take donations because it's a nonprofit um or you know organization so like we do uh, make most of our money off donations but that has kind of kind of tanked with the loss of the high school lacrosse season you know we do some Google ads on the site just to kind of make up some of the money just for operating costs but that is also tanked because traffic is tanked so you know it's just kind of got me thinking like you know one Obviously, I'm pretty passionate about this and thinking, well, we should support independent content creators to begin with, because like, if you enjoy someone's work, you know, kind of the thought to me is like, well, if you if you enjoy someone's work and it brings you joy and it's something you listen to regularly, like it's really not that much to ask to throw them a few dollars. Like 
none of these creators are like the NBCs or the Disney's or the Foxes or anything like that. Like there's no CEOs unless you're hiding something on me, Matt. Like there's no CEO behind Matt Noontime Sports that's sitting on, you know, a, a multi-billion uh, not, 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 not that I so. know of, but you know, <laughs> there's been stranger people hanging out in, uh, you know, boardrooms these days with, uh, yeah. you know, social distancing. <laughs> so, you know, it just kind of got me thinking. It's just like, you know, it's like, like I mentioned to you before we started recording, it was like, obviously I think this is probably something you have some thoughts on like, I, and I, again, I don't think it's a new trend because Relay FM they did do a um, have a membership thing before, but they used to do it yearly, like once a year they would do the membership drive. I mean, Wikipedia isn't you know uh, a small company, but they are kind of like you know a library in in the form of you know as far as they do that once a year call for donations and stuff like that. So like this isn't a new thing, um, but I think with the the pandemic and advertising dollars and a lot of those advertising things getting pulled away from people has kind of made people realize like we are way too dependent on one source of income. And if mm -hmm. I want my way of life to continue, and I mean, even though on lax records, like I do part ads, part donations, like with no traffic, both those things have tanked and it's kind of gotten me questioning like, how is this going to kind of make its way, you know, into 2021? Like, am I limping along? What am I doing? Um, but yeah, so it's like, it's not new, but it's just, I think it's made people kind of almost like stand up and be like, oh, wait a minute. Like we have to figure something else out to kind of continue along and continue what we're doing, what we can do. So like, uh, how, how do you kind of work with noontime? Like kind of what do you, what do you, and has this whole situation kind of made you rethink of, of what you've been doing in the past? And, you know, have you noticed that this change with anything you listen to or, uh, watch, listen Wow, that is there, there's a lot. <laughs> um, there's a lot. That's that's throwing a lot at me. You know, we 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 could be. You know, again, we we keep this podcast about thirty minutes, so you know, this is probably a conversation that's going to carry over to the next podcast and so forth. So, I think one of the things and that I enjoy, and I've always enjoyed, just going back and forth with you. Yes, we're sports people, but we're also guys that are fascinated with the evolution of tech. We spend an entire podcast talking about amazon orders that we're both <laughs> yeah. doing you know like you said let's let's go shopping i have and, some amazon stuff on its way now so we got to wrap this up <laughs> there we go there we go we used amazon prime for delivery this morning for for food so i i think this entire quarantine you know we were joking around beforehand how we were saying 2020 is out the door i actually think i saw someone that was walking i think i saw someone the other day when i was walking on the street here uh, in the Boston area, 20 sucks yeah. <laughs> or 2020 is over. I don't know, something, something along that line. So I would say to anyone and kind of going off the noontime theme, this particular time, really, you can do, you really, if you got passion for blogging, podcasting videos, Instagrams, you know, uh, creating pamphlets, I mean, this is the time to be connecting. I mean, I, yeah. one of the things that I did, you know, kind of going back as you alluded to, yes, you know, I stepped aside from a full-time startup world to go full-time self-employed, but there was also things behind it before that were luring me to go there. It wasn't just, let's go self-employed and figure right. this out. There was, you know, my going back to the work in the college world for, which I still continue to do, go into become an official, you know, go do some other content creation for other websites and other outlets. So in a way, I wasn't really walking into the unknown. It was more like, hey, I'm walking into some things, but now it's time to really take noon time to the next level. And, you know, sports will come back. But I think one of the things that I've learned is what what kind you know, what is your I think the most important thing is what does your audience want? And I think when you like to me, I, I always view YouTube has 
as like just like the the feeding ground for potential folks that can do stand-ups, maybe broadcasting, perhaps mm-hmm. perhaps doing things for in studio, out studio, field reporting. I mean, that's and that's what social media can do. And for noontime, you know, this month, one of the things that I've been trying to do more of, and I, I alluded to you and said this to you off air, is original content reporting because Sometimes you can do a quick blog post, just get in, get out. I'm all for that. Noontime's a blog at the end of the day. Noontime is not the New York Times. It's not the Wall Street Journal. People are not coming to me for these four, five, six thousand word features. Not saying yeah. the New York Times, you know, all those outlets do that. Right. But I think if you can be able to, you know, get behind what the brand is trying to do, number one. So first define your brand. What is your brand? What are you doing? Number two trying to be able to dabble in different areas. So noontime obviously is sports. You know, you wouldn't call up a planting store and say, I want to do a story for noontime sports. They might think you're nuts. But, right. um, I've gotten those emails from people who've been like, oh, I want to write a guest blog on your site. Oh, like about, I get those, you know, I get those all the time. Uh, yeah, about giraffes and about also the new car that just came out from uh, Hyundai yeah. or something. But I I think that the most important thing is, is before, first off, you want to build your build build your brand, build be who you are, and I think you need to get some credibility first also, because sometimes the the toughest thing with starting out anything, and I'm sure you can understand this, I can understand this too. So many people are like, what What the heck is Lax Records? What the heck is Noontime Sports? What the heck is, you know, JoeSchmoesBasement.com? And once yeah. you start building that up and you start getting people to realize, hey, you know, they're providing value here. They're providing, this is something I, I commented on the Gary V podcast uh, uh, the other day. It's about value. Um you know, and I would say this, you know, it sounds easier than it's said than done to go out and just get money. I mean, the first thing is if you get into the content creation business, you got to understand it's not going to happen overnight. Some people will. Some people yeah. just dramatically the next day, NBC is calling you and saying, guess what? We got NASCAR that needs three, uh, three broadcasters filled. There you go. But yeah. I think if you can build your brand, build your voice, create someone who you want to be, and then start talking to places and say, well, I want to partner with you. I want to write about this event that you're doing right now. I want to write about the farmer's market that's going on during COVID. How do we obviously promote that to people that need to know, hey, the farmer's market's still going on? Or, hey, that local bookstore, which everyone loves to hang out at, which has no coffee, because it has the greatest coffee, talk to that bookstore's coffee shop and say, can we do a video or something to let people know? And then also, I think what's important is, I mean, one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to content creation, right? Some people do this, some people don't. If you're going to take time to write a story or do a podcast with someone, share it on your own channels. Because at the yeah. end of the day, we're, we are our own, we're, we're our own entities. You turn on television, CNN, Fox, uh, you know, NBC, whatever. Those are channels right there. There's the Lax Records channel. There's the M Squared channel, which we obviously have started between you and I. There's the Noontime channel. There's the, the, you know, Matt Noonan, whatever. Like, you know, there's the Boston Bruins channel. Everyone's got, there's a lot. You have so much out there. So find the channel, embrace it, and share it is what I would do. I I know I'm hitting on a whole bunch of different topics, but does, you know, Go ahead if you want to unpack what I just hit on. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I totally agree. I think we talked about it um, in one of our pre- one of our two previous episodes as far as like if you find like one, I, I don't think I would really encourage anybody to get into something because they think they're going to be, you know, get rich quick um, because, you know, I mean, like you said, there, there will be entities that never works. 
Yeah, I was like, there will be, like you said, there will be entities that you know seemingly come out of nowhere and you know hit hit a home run overnight. But you know, generally those people probably had contacts. I mean, I mean, you could say the POL came out of nowhere um, in one year and started up its own league, like you know the professional cross league came out of nowhere. Um, but you know, and they seem to have had some success. But then on the flip side of that, there is the XFL, which. Vince McMahon has a lot of money and they've now failed at the XFL twice. So, I mean, I don't think I would encourage anybody to get into something um, just because they think they're going to make a lot of money out of it. I think anything that's kind of worth doing is worth taking your time. And, you know, if you're passionate about it, as I said before, like it's not going to feel like work. Like, uh, you know, a lot of what I do on Lax Records, like I don't make any money off the site, but I enjoy doing it. And so, like, even those days, I'm like, I'm not being like, oh, you know, my paycheck's less. Like, so, like you said, like if you enjoy um making videos like youtube is a free place where you can upload videos like so if you want to make you know basically use it as your highlight reel but like hey i make you know i can do really good you know filming coffee kind of thing like whatever you would want to do like if that's something you want to do like there's kind of there's more ways for a content creator to kind of get their work out there i mean for 15 dollars a excuse me a year you can have your own domain you can spin up your own website for you know, relatively cheap nowadays and kind of put your, your blog out there and, you know, kind of do, kind of do what, whatever you want. I mean, um, but I, you know, as far as like the supporting, uh, aspect of it, like how do you kind of, uh, you know, m- like monetize noontime and what you do and is there any podcast or anything that you listen to or watch that is kind of, you, you've noticed go the, the member route that, um, maybe since the pandemic or just before. So the way I decided to do noontime in a way is, you know, first off, started obviously with by getting starting to at least build it up, get content out there, start getting that number one. And then number two was trying to talk to, you know, some folks, obviously, I knew that saying this is what I want to do. This is what I want to go after. Would you be willing to help, you know, maybe pay for some of the domain? Uh, you know, I built noontime through WordPress you know, mm-hmm. getting rid of some of those, ba- you know, those advertisements that I just don't want on because of the cookie crumbs from across the web yeah. and or maybe something like, hey, I need to go out and get a video camera or I need to go out and get a still camera because I want to take my own photos. You know, can you get help right there, too? And then one of the things that I've learned over the years is being able to partner, quote unquote, or become like, you know, get some folks who can be uh, small investors or perhaps maybe even like, you know, advertisers to do it. But one, of, I'll tell you, like, you know, uh, a lot, you know, a lot of it's been more local, which is great. And that's exactly yeah. what I'm trying to do. But I think when it comes to podcasts, you know, I view so just like you, I mean, if you go through my podcasts, I listen to probably about a good 80% of it is business related. I listen to, you know, because of the time we're in, I'm listening to WBUR, which is the NPR affiliate here for the, the coronavirus update. Wall Street yeah. Journal, believe it or not, which you would never think me being a Wall Street Journal guy. They have some really good hot topics that you can get into about the coronavirus changing the e-commerce world. Uh, there are some other things where there's some other business ones. Um, I, I I love the Morning Brew podcast because I you know uh, the host Kelsey has had some really interesting guests on, and I yeah. think I would go back early on in this quarantine when Mark Cuban you know came on. One of the gentlemen on Shark Tank, obviously the uh, Dallas with Dallas Mavericks. And or the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, excuse yeah. me. And I just think that you have to listen to those podcasts. I mean, Gary Vee is another one I listen to. I listen to a lot of history podcasts as well. And because are and, those you know, primarily just, like monetized through advertising? I presume they are. Uh, yeah, because yeah. a lot of times you hear them, you know. And, and I think that that's the stuff that's enjoyable right now. Because to me, 
you know, and I just finished, like I said, reading the book, The League, which was about how the NFL got started. The NFL needed about 40, about 40 years to really become relevant. Yeah. So if you think about that and, you know, they were fighting for spaces in the newspaper, the radio, how they you know transformed that television. You know, you're talking about guys like Burt Bell, Tim Mara, Art Rooney, you know, George Hallis, George Preston Marshall. Those are the yeah. five folks behind getting this, you know, into this multi-billion dollar facet. So when I listen to podcasts, I'm trying to not just obviously think about how I can, you know, uh, take a piece of advice and apply it to noontime. But I'm also thinking, what? Did, how did they start? You know, like I love also Guy Raz's How I Built This. I don't know if you're a fan of that. Um, Guy Raz just will interview a lot of, you know, well-respected uh, entrepreneurs uh, yeah. I listened to the one about Shake Shack the other day, how he, you know, he got that started. I remember listening to one years ago about, you know, Whole Foods or, you know, obviously my wife, I never used Bumble. So I learned how Bumble was started, which, you know, is I think yeah. the one, the app where the, the woman makes the first move again versus like the man. So, which is interesting. So I'll, I'll, I'll you know, obviously I'll ask, you know, <laughs> as someone that used online dating to meet my wife, I would, I'll, I'll ask, Hey, how, do, you know, for those that use Bumble, how do you know how does it work but um yeah i mean i i think most of the most of the podcasts are through advertising um but you know we're living in a time right now where i would say this that if you have advertising right or if you want to go after advertising i think you need to have some and i did this you need to have some serious conversations with your investors i think you need to talk with them and say is there a way we can cross promote or is there yeah. a way we can create some sort of content where you take care of your people? And I had this conversation after because Mark Cuban talked about this on his yeah. podcast with with uh, with Kelsey from the Morning Brew. So I had to make a couple calls and I said to people, I said, look, I still am going to I want your name to be still a part of the website or I want to still some, find a way to collaborate. How are you doing? First off, overall, how is your family? How are your co uh, colleagues? Are you a small business? Are you independent? You know, a self-employed person that's you know doing this just for a couple of bucks. Um, mm -hmm. how, how do you want to how do you want to work together? Uh, do you want to stop, press pause? And then when, you know, maybe things get up and running and there's more people back to work and your company starts getting people either more foot traffic or your e-commerce build, you know, uh, company starts getting, you know, a little bit more revenue. Then do you want to have that conversation? And I think honestly, the conversations with being honest with folks, Mike, was that was so critical because yeah. if I just sent him a bill and said, OK, it's the end of the month. You owe me the money. You know, yeah. what kind of person am I to them? I mean, am, then am I just kind of like, quote unquote, the landlord that's looking for the rent? Or can yeah. I say, and I, you know, and that's the biggest thing too. So if you want to go out and get advertisement, your favorite sandwich shop, need to promote them, a, a local shoe store, a local bookstore, you know, the cobbler or whatever, someone that the plant store, as we mentioned, that's down yeah. the street, your mom goes to, or your, your aunt or uncle goes to call them up and say, look, this is what I'm doing. You know, yeah. I'm doing something about plants. I'm doing something about coffee. And I know right now this might be tough to ask you to give me 200 bucks or 100 bucks. But how about maybe either like a $50 to start, 25 How about I work on three pieces of content, whether it's a blog post, Instagram, or some sort of video, maybe even a Facebook post. I'm going to link it back to you. I want you, on the other hand, to promote it. I yeah. want you to say, hey you know, X, Y, Z, we'll use M squared, our podcast. M squared is talking with this local flower shop. They promote it on their Facebook page because say they, they only have a Facebook page. That's fine. 
Yeah. You know, maybe there's 25 bucks out of it too. Maybe three months from now that 25 bucks turns into a hundred bucks or, you know, 200 bucks. So I think you have to have honest conversations like I had. And I think you have to just talk with the folks that are behind it. Um, because we're living in a time right now where with this whole content creation, because again, we could spend hours, you and I talking about how you build lax records, how I build noon time, things yeah. we learned that, that we, you know, we, we failed with, but that, you know, we learned from that. But I think that right now, between we're at halftime of 2020, so the second half should be about okay, put the plan in place, take out a piece of paper. Here's my business plan. Let's run with it for the next yeah. six months. I want this advertising, but I don't know how it's going to be. It may not be typically 100 or 400 bucks, but it's going to be something. I want to promote you somehow. Let's do it for a month by month basis. Let's do it for a three month basis. I mean, usually I'll tell you, Mike, sometimes when I'm doing this, I'll speak honestly. I think sometimes yeah. the best the best tactic to get things started, start with a month. Don't go to a don't go calling a place and say, well, I want to advertise with you and I want you to lock in for 12 months. Try yeah. a month. Try a yeah. month to see how it goes. Because it's a trial and error for both of you guys at the same time. And if it's yeah. successful, maybe it goes for another month. Or maybe that person comes back and says, you know what? I really appreciate what you did because of your blog and because of your, your the, the, the audience that you built. I not only picked up maybe, let's just say, 10 new followers or 100 new followers. Or I had five people come into the store and say, oh, I heard about your my flower shop on Matt or Mike's website. Yeah. That's a that's a victory, and then you can then you parlay that into more things going forward. So yeah, that's how I look at it. But everyone's going to look at it differently. You're going to look at it differently too. I mean, I look at it, you know, pretty similar. Um, I also kind of think like you you mentioned like the you know maybe it's twenty five. Like I also like you know from someone who did a lot of stuff for free to start and like don't really be afraid to offer something up for for free like if it like if you're just starting out like if you're listening to this and be like well i i I, you know i just started a blog and i haven't written anything um you're probably not going to be able to go to the local coffee shop and be like hey give me you know 25 50 bucks to promote your your store because they're going to be like well how many followers you have what's your reach like you're going to want to know like basic because they're businessmen too and they want to know like even if it's 25 dollars i mean to a small local business, like $25 is probably, you know, that could be a big deal. Like same as it is to, to, you know, someone who may just be starting out like that 21st, $25 may be a big deal. So, you know, there's also, you know, there's, there's, um, value in just being like, Hey, I really love your coffee shop. I'm going to write about it and I'm going to post it on my blog. I'd really love for you to share it when I'm done, like kind of thing. But like, also don't necessarily expect anything in return for it. Like, because, you know, you, you can do that. And again, it's about, you know, kind of creating that relationship. If you write that blog and you do it well and they share it, you know, maybe later on down the road be like, you know, they have some marketing. I'm like, hey, you know what? Totally. You did a really good thing for us. Like, we'd really like to kind of work with you and do do some other things kind of thing. Like, you know, again, like I said in the beginning, like, don't necessarily get into the game just because you think you're going to get rich quick or, you know, get totally. rich at all. Um, but, you know, if it's something you're you're enjoying, like, it won't feel like work. But it's like if that's something you really want to do, like, and I, I do think that some of has gotten a little bit lost. I mean, my first job as a reporter, yeah. like, I mean, 25 bucks a story or, or a day of work, like literally if I work and it didn't matter how long that day of work, like I covered mm-hmm. a high school track and field meet, um, in March in 30 t- some degrees with a rain of snow and sleet. And they had to do it because they had kept the weather was so bad that year that they kept pushing it back. And this was the last day they could run their conference championship sure. to qualify for for states. And 
I was there from eight o'clock in the morning. My editor let me go home at three o'clock so I could shower and warm up and get something to eat because I hadn't eaten all day. And then I had to go in that night and actually write and follow the story. So I was working from like eight in the morning to like, I think I ended up going home at like 10 o'clock at night. I made 25 bucks. That really, I mean, but you know what? And that's, but but that's what you have to do. I mean, I think that's, and like that, and you're, you're so spot on, you know, don't get into this to expect that right away you're going to make money. I think you got to get into this and say, listen, let's, let's just start building something, you know, let's go from there. Yeah. And I mean, I, I have that article like, it, you know, hanging up um, in my house. Like it's one of those things like stuff like that. Like, so if you if you want to do it, like, you know, don't be afraid to give away some stuff for free to get started and start to kind of build that value and show people like, you know, because it's one thing for you to tell people like, hey, I'm, I'm worth the twenty five dollars you're going to invest in me to do this. But, you know, most people like it's it's just like when you watch a movie, you know, show, don't tell like. Yeah. Show, show me your worth it. Show me the value you're going to bring and then let other people make that decision of whether or not they're going to do it. And, you know, that's kind of what was started with Lax Records. I, I, I thought about whenever you mentioned that site, like I remember the first I was getting a lot of traffic from inside lacrosse, like right after I launched Lax Records. And I mean, when I say a lot of traffic, there was percentage comparative wise. Sure. Um, I wasn't getting a lot of traffic in general. And, and like the traffic was being generated from their forums. And it was mostly like some dude was like, I've never heard of laxrecords.com. Who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't trust him because, like, the site had been like four months old. Of course, no mm-hmm. one trusted me. Like, the site came out of nothing. Like, you know, I had my little bit of name. Some people knew who I was, but that was it. But the, the site itself had no um, ca- cachet for it. Like, so there was no weight to it. Um, so this kind of makes me laugh. Like, I think about that. And I'm like, you know, sometimes. You know, it, it just takes time to build that that trust in your audience and, and everything to kind of make sure you're you're heading in the right direction. It does. And I think that that's that's such a valid point, because, you know, it's taken me time to build up the Noontime brand. There's still a lot of people that still don't know about the Noontime brand. And so that's my biggest goal is making sure how do I find ways to get people to know more about the Noontime brand, not just the folks that do it, uh, that, you know, subscribe, you know, that subscribe, but are there, you yeah. know, following following along the blog through social or whatnot. But I think the biggest thing I would say is exactly if you can be able to start building, start producing what you want to do. And we'll talk more about this, obviously, in future episodes. But if we can start doing more, if you can start doing that um, and just get, you know, spend like uh, here's what I would say as we wrap this up. I'm going to put out a challenge for anyone that's listening to this for the next month. So we're halfway through June. From July 1st to July 31st, and I'll put this on noontime. I'll do a video about this. If you want to do one yourself, go for it. Let's start challenging folks out there just to create content. Start your own blog. Start a video series. Get three podcasts. Just do something. And then talk about it. I do this all the time on LinkedIn because I think there's there's value to showing something you love. I talk about whether it's coffee, flower shops, whatever. Um, I know that's been the theme, coffee, flower shops, and football. (laughs) college football excuse me and and quarantining referees but um, yeah. yeah yeah taking them away from their families mike but um thanks thanks for the kind words but um yeah i i think that you just got to get going is what you got to do we just got to get going but that th- this is a conversation for more to definitely be but i'm really glad we started this conversation and i hope people will understand that hey it takes time to get something going abc was not founded overnight nbc was not founded overnight you know uh, well-known sports blogs or like, you know, uh, go to uh, yeah. restaurant blogs, whatever they take time. And once you start, you know, start, you know, feeding the feeding the, the monster feeding that blog, posting content, 
blogging, you know, doing that type of stuff on a daily basis, getting into a regular uh, routine two times a week, three times a week, four times a week, and you yeah. know, and start sharing it. It, it's, it can be pretty cool with what uh, what happens. But I, I think the future is bright, in my opinion. I'm, I'll be a little bit optimistic and a little bit biased just because of being my own content creator. But I think as the world starts going in the next direction, is going in the direction we're going in, I think that you're going to see more content creators tapped into because they have their own followings, as, as we talked about. And yeah. so if a small business, medium-sized business says, I want to bring this person aboard, I'm going to pay them X amount because they're bringing value to my bit brand, my business, and people trust them, and I can get maybe you know twenty five percent of their followers to come my way, or twenty five percent of their customers to come my way. Yeah. I think it's it could be pretty powerful. So I, yeah. I think it's pretty pretty bright, pretty exciting because if you want to be a content creator, now is really a good time to do it. Not saying it wasn't six months ago or twelve months ago, but. You know, with so many people still out of work, unfortunately, and still, you know, the economy obviously kind of going in different directions. I think this is your time to do it. Take something you're passionate about and start rolling with it and, yeah. and just start start networking, start connecting, start having conversations with folks like we're doing right here. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, well, I'll leave with this. I think the best time to start creating content is now, no matter when you're listening to this. It's just now. Like if you if it's something you think you want to do, just now just do it just you know yep. stop listening to podcasts put down the phone and you know just start just start doing because there's always there's tons of reasons to you know not do it um you can always talk yourself out of a reason why um, totally. i think the easiest way is just to be like all right i'm gonna do it and i'm gonna do it now and yep, get started totally. um and so speaking of now like how can people kind of find like one thing we haven't we have not done <laughs> that we're gonna start this week is kind of how you can uh follow me you can find me mostly on twitter uh, my personal twitter handle is uh mick loveday um, I created my Twitter handle around the same time the movie Superbad was out, so you can kind of figure ah. out where that where that came from. Um, and then obviously my lacrosse. If you want to follow the lacrosse stuff, it's at, at Lax Records. Matt, how about you? Where can people find you? You can find me at Noontime Sports. It's uh, I've consolidated it all, so you know I'm uh, Noontime Sports on Twitter. It's Noontime Nation on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, also, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, which is just typical Matt Noonan. But uh, I'm keeping it all Noontime Sports, and that's just kind of the, the Noontime Sports, which is uh, power in the Noontime Nation brand. So that's what it is. But uh, come on over and find us on Twitter and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, also Noontime Nation as well. So a lot of fun doing this, Mike. I'm excited for next week, and I'm fired up, man. Let's go finish some content, dude. Let's go do this. Yeah, I uh, think now's a good time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go create something. Matt, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, man. Okay.